This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What up, Cavs Nation? I'm your host, Ethan Sands, and I'm back with another solo dolo episode of the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. On Wednesday, the Cavs had their starting lineup for just the 12th game this season. That only lasted one game, as the Cavs had Evan Mobley on the bench for injury management in the second of a back-to-back against the Memphis Grizzlies on Thursday. Like I've mentioned on this pod, was that sometimes J.B. Bickerstaff gives coach speak to protect his players and their confidence, and sometimes even stifle opposing teams' game plans until right before game time. On Wednesday, When asked if Evan would play on Thursday, JB said it was in the plan for the returning guys to play as much as possible while monitoring their injuries, of course. On Thursday, JB Bickerstaff said before the game, there was always a plan in place to have Evan sit on Thursday as he works his way back from knee surgery. He admitted to misspeaking the other night. The plan is for Evan to play Saturday in San Antonio. This could possibly be the first matchup between Evan and Victor Weminyama, who have similar frames, and while Victor has a better outside handle and shot on offense, Evan has been known to be a pesky outside defender for taller players. The seven-footer matchup could prove beneficial for the Cavs, especially if Jared Allen is sidelined for Saturday's game. Not only has Jared Allen been fighting off an illness that had him only able to consume a sandwich ahead of Wednesday's game, in the matchup against the Grizzlies, he hurt his ankle and was listed as doubtful to return. He ended up not returning to that game. Unfortunately for Allen, he had a rebound taken away from him and only had a short opportunity in the third quarter before getting injured to get another one, ending his franchise record double-double streak at 16 games after his 14 points and 9 rebound performance in the win against Memphis. All right, enough negatives for one podcast. The Cavs facing adversity yet again with both of their big men out were able to hang tough against the scrappy Memphis squad on their home court, winning 108-101. It was a big day for Donovan Mitchell. Again. Coming off a 45-point performance in the win on Wednesday, Donovan was named Eastern Conference Player of the Month. He's just the second Cavs player in franchise history to earn that honor. The other, LeBron James. It's Mitchell's second time winning the award in his career and first as a member 
of the Cavs. Among Eastern Conference leaders, Donovan ranked second in steals per game, third in plus minus with a plus of 195, fourth in points per game, and sixth in assists per game. On the season, Donovan is averaging a team high 28.2 points, which is seventh best in the NBA, to go with career highs in rebounds, 5.5, assists, 6.4, and steals at 1.92 in 35.6 minutes per game. These stats also earned him an all-star reserve slot for the 2024 All-Star Game in Indianapolis. Donovan learned during pregame warmups in Memphis, had a congratulatory dap and hug from his longtime trainer, and proceeded to get back to work, only to be halted by a call from his mother. Quick call, then back to work as well. And just like he did Wednesday night in Cleveland, Donovan delivered when the Cavs needed it most. Donovan finished with a team-high 25 points on 10 of 19 from the field and 3 of 9 from three-point range to go with 7 assists and 3 rebounds in 33 minutes. It's the ninth time in the last 10 games that Donovan has reached a 20-point mark. And get this, over the last 13 games, Donovan has scored 20-plus points 11 different times, including 5 games of at least 30 points and 2 games of 40-point or more outbursts. Donovan scored or assisted on 7 of the team's last 10 points to hold off the Grizzlies, who were making a comeback in the fourth quarter. Now, I know I skimmed over this to get into Donovan's impact in the game and keep that connected, but I know the fans and listeners are wondering about Jared Allen and if he got into the All-Star game. If you don't know already, Cavs center Jared Allen was not picked as one of the seven reserves, but he could still get in as an injury replacement with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver having that authority choice. There are two reasons or two players, I should mention, that have sustained injuries that could push Jared Allen into one of those reserve spots. Sixer center Joel Embiid and New York Knicks forward Julius Randle, two of the 12 Eastern Conference All-Stars. They're currently sidelined with injuries with Joel Embiid having a knee issue with his meniscus and Julius Randle having a dislocated shoulder. So there's a chance that Jared Allen could still join Donovan Mitchell on the Eastern Conference squad if his ankle injury doesn't prove too serious. Donovan Mitchell even took to social media after Thursday's game to continue his promotion for Jared Allen, and we know he's been doing this for quite some time now, dating all the way back to near the beginning of Jared Allen's double-double franchise record streak, And we know how much Donovan roots for his guys to be successful, but also knows that his voice in the league is noticed and valued. So maybe Donovan's extra push can help out Jarrett as well. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, but I got to put our subscribers on to something new. For our listeners, if you like food and drinks, and who doesn't, Cleveland.com is breaking new ground with our lively new podcast about dining and drinking in the greater Cleveland area. The hosts talk about the latest foodie happenings, joined by the most in-the-know experts in town. It's called Dine, Drink, CLE, and you can find it anywhere you download podcasts. Give it a listen, quench your thirst, and feed that appetite. When we come back to the Wine and Gold Talk podcast, I'm going to get into the importance of the shooter's 
for the Cavs and also giving an overall look at the Eastern Conference. But before then, become a Cavs insider and interact with me and Chris by subscribing to Subtext. Sign up for a 14-day free trial or visit cleveland.com backslash Cavs and click on the blue bar at the top of the page. If you don't like it, that's fine. All you have to do is text the word STOP. It's easy, but we can tell you that the people who sign up stick around because this is the best way to get insider coverage on the Cavs from Chris and me. I'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, I'm back. I feel the need to circle back to the Memphis game really quickly because the Cavs have been dealt adversity after adversity this season and still managed to keep themselves afloat, largely in part to the new schemes that they've been using, and with Evan and Jarrett out of the lineup, the Cavs have resorted back to it. The Cavs have lived and died by the three-point shot, and more than not, since Evan and Darius were out, they've lived by it. The Cavs made 14 three-pointers tonight. This marks their 14th straight game with at least 12 three-pointers, tying the team record. The last time they had this streak was in 2019, where they also had 14 games. The next closest streak was in 2021, where they had 10 games of at least 12 three-pointers. And that showed in the fourth quarter of a close game against the Grizzlies when Sam Merrill had back-to-back three-pointers, Dean Wade had a three, and Max Struess added a late trade ball that gave the Cavs a seven-point lead late in the game, their largest lead of the game. I understand that there have been debates about Max Struess's impact on the Cavs from the fans' perspective, but the numbers don't lie about what he brings on a nightly basis, even if he isn't shooting at the best percentages. And Chris is even better about going into detail in the stats about this. But his rebounding, defense, and just the fact that the opposing defense knows that they can't lag off him on the perimeter is dangerous because they have to give him the benefit of the doubt that if he's open, that he's going to knock it down. That's why you see defenses hounding players like Max Struess and Sam Merrill. But Sam's ability to use pin-down screens and operate in off-balls to get his open shots have been crucial to the Cavs' success. And even JB has mentioned how he needs to do a better job and his best to keep Sam on the floor even with the minutes being hard to come by with a full-fledged roster. 
There is an understanding on this team of how valuable their shooters and the creation of offense that it brings, simply having them on the court if they're able to hold their own on defense as well. Because on offense, the defense knows that they have to pay attention at all times or a back cut could lead to an open three or a screen could lead to an easy look at the basket. And that also creates for players like Donovan, Darius, and even Karis LeVert because they understand how to manipulate the defense and their presence draws eyes too. So it makes it difficult for defenses to key in on just one player when on any given night, the Cavs have multiple players that could go off. And we've seen it this season with Karis, Sam, George Niang, hell, even Dean Wade. Defense as a whole for the Cavs was astounding as Memphis shot just 41.1% from the field and 31.6% from beyond the arc. And the Cavs finished with a stifling 97.6 defensive rating. So I think it's safe to say that the Cavs are still the defensive team that they need to be to be successful. And a lot of that comes from Isaac Okoro and Dean Wade, especially with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen being out. Those two have stepped up. But also, you cannot sleep on Max Struess's defense. You can't sleep on Donovan Mitchell, who is second in the league in steals this year, on his defense as well, and how they are able to protect one another. Communication, moving, switching, all of those things have been key in keeping this defense afloat and one of the top in the league. But before I end today's podcast, we got to take a look at the Eastern Conference as a whole. I alluded to it earlier mentioning Joel Embiid's potential season-altering injury, but the Philadelphia 76ers are 8-8 eight and eight in their last 16 games and were on a four-game losing streak before defeating the Utah Jazz on Thursday. They've dropped from third in the East to fifth behind the Knicks and Cavs. Speaking of the Knicks, New York is on a nine-game winning streak and have won 13 of their last 15 games. The Knicks are currently third in the East and a half game ahead of the Cavs, who are in fourth. The Cavs have won 11 of their last 12 games and are on a four-game winning streak. The Knicks have won three games without their recent trade acquisition, OG Ananobi, and they're hoping to add him back to the lineup in the next few days. The Knicks are 12-2 with OG on the court, and he's made an immediate impact for them. On the flip side, Julius Randle is dealing with a dislocated right shoulder, but is expected to be sidelined for just a few weeks with reevaluation set for two to three weeks from now. The Eastern Conference is a gauntlet this season, and we've mentioned it multiple times on this podcast. You don't wish ill will or injuries on any team, especially since the Cavs have dealt with their fair share this year. But the 76ers are a completely different team without Joel Embiid. And the Cavs are focused on staying in the top six of the East to avoid the play-in tournament. With the All-Star break coming up, the Cavs will have a few more games to figure out where the players stand with their injuries, but also ramp return players back up and acclimate them into the new schemes that have been developed before an all-out second half of the season push. With that being said, that'll wrap up today's episode of the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. But remember to become a Cavs insider and interact with Chris and me by subscribing to Subtext. Sign up for a 14-day free trial or visit cleveland.com backslash Cavs and click on the blue bar at the top of the page. If you don't like it, that's fine. All you have to do is text the word stop. It's easy, but we can tell you that the people who sign up 
Stick around because this is the best way to get insider coverage on the Cavs from me and Chris. This isn't just our podcast. It's your podcast. And the only way to have your voice heard is through subtext. Y'all be safe. We out.